Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you have your, I was going to be to Mark chapter 16. Mark uh, chapter 16, and we're going to pick up around the fourth verse. Uh, Mark chapter 16. So good to see everybody out for Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Mark 16. Let's pick up in verse 4. It says, but when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they, they, they saw a young man clothed in long white robes sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You see Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Go, but go tell the disciples and Peter. And he is going before you in Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. Look at the three words right there in verse 6 in the middle. It says, he is risen. Today I want to preach a message called, he got up. He got up. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you this afternoon. How you've already moved during time of worship. Now God, speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, how many of you believe he got up? Amen. He got up. We believe in his death, his burial, but we also, of course, we believe in his resurrection. Amen. And I love Romans 8, 11. It said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in our mortal body. And because his spirit lives in us, we've been able to resurrect ourselves out of some situations. Can I get a witness up in here? Anybody been in a jam and you had to get, resurrect yourself? You were able to strengthen yourself in the Lord. The Bible says we have this treasure. Amen and earthen vessels, which speaks of the anointing of God. Even the Bible says in 1 John 4 and 4, King James Version, it says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But let's look at this because we all in here, we are here because we know he got up, amen? But listen, I'm going to hit you with five things uh, today. Uh, I'm going to give you five things. Because he got up, number one, because he got up, there is therefore now no more condemnation. Isn't it a blessing that we don't have to live in condemnation? Amen? I believe conviction is still healthy. Can I get a witness? You know, every once in a while, we, we, we need conviction to hit us when we, when we step out of line. Can I, we, we, the minute conviction leaves you, cancel Christmas. Because then that means you're just a heartless person. So we need conviction, but we don't want condemnation. Amen. Jesus, that was nailed on the cross with him. Look at Romans 8 and 1 real quick. Look at this. Romans 8, it says, there is therefore uh, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We live our life according to the spirit. I didn't say you don't have human moments. Because we still, can I get a witness? Anybody, some of y'all had a human moment this morning. <laughs> couldn't find my, you couldn't find your, your skirt. Couldn't find a shoe. Wearing a ham and the cheese is my shoe. <laughs> and I'm being nice. Because you said the other stuff. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Somebody say, but God. <laughs> Amen. No condemnation. But look at this. I want to read this story briefly. Go to John 8, uh, verse 2. Uh, uh, look at how, uh, look at this situation. Speaking of condemnation, 
Look at this real quick. The story of the woman caught in adultery. It says, uh, now early in the morning he came again into the temple and, and all uh, of the people came to him and they sat down and, they ta and he taught them. Next verse. Then, then the scribes and the Pharisees uh, 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 brought to him a, a woman that was caught in adultery and, and when they had set her in the midst, uh, uh, they, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Next verse. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. Back in that day and time, you got caught in adultery as a woman. Boy, they didn't just throw you under the bus, but they rolled over the back of you. Come on, somebody. Amen. So it says that they, they that under the law, they commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? So they're going to put Jesus on the spot. Remember this, and we'll get to this. Remember, the Bible says through one man's disobedience, sin came into the earth. But through one man's obedience, we became righteous. And we'll get into that in a minute. Look at this now. Go to the next verse. It says, now this they said, testing him, uh, they might have something of which to accuse him. They were always trying to find something on Jesus. But it says, but Jesus, he, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Sometimes those dogmatic, legalistic people, you don't even want to pay them no attention. Anybody know people that just self-righteous? Like they got all their stuff together, they act like they boo-boo don't stink. You need to run from people like that. These are the kind of folks that, that Jesus was dealing with. That's why he turned the deaf ear to these people. Because most legalistic people that always want to expose other people, it's because they got some stuff going on, so they always got to point the blame at somebody else so that, the folk, so that the light won't get on them. Be careful of folk like that. That's why Galatians 6 and 1, it says, if your brother has been overtaken in a sin, it says, you that are spiritual, it says, restore them with gentleness, lest ye be tempted. So we got to be careful being judgmental. But, but go, go, go back to that, John. Uh, uh, it says, uh, so, so it says, and they said testing him that, that, that he might, might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus, I like that. He, he stooped down. He wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not even hear. Next verse. Then it says, so when they continue asking him, he raised himself up and he said to them, he who was without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Next verse. And again, he stooped down. I love this piece that he, he stooped down. Because you got to remember, when you were at your lowest point, Jesus, he stooped down. Remember when you was tripping? He stooped down, right? Remember when you were smoking weed? Remember when you was an alcoholic? He stooped down. Matter of fact, you can even go back. If you allow your mind to turn a little bit, you can remember where you were when he stooped. Yes, sir. And that's what he did with this woman that committed adultery. He stooped down right where she was at. Because God loved you so much, he'll take you like you are, but he won't leave you there. Let's look at this some more. So he stooped down. He, and he stooped down and he rolled on the ground. And then, look at this, and it says, and then those who heard it, they were convicted 
by their conscience. So these men that were getting ready to stone this woman, all of a sudden, they were convicted. I believe their wills begin to turn, and they begin to realize that they was a hot mess too. And they realize, wait a minute, I'm up here trying to evaluate her fruit, and I'm a hot mess. Matter of fact, when Jesus was writing, most theologians believe he was writing out there what they did. You did this on May the 6th. You did this on December 7th. <laughs> but check it out. So, so those who heard it being convicted of their conscience, they went one by one. Somebody say one by one. Beginning with the eldest even to the last. And it says, and, and, and then it says, and they was left, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Next verse. And when Jesus had raised himself up, he saw no one but the woman. He said to her, woman, where are the accusers at? Has, has, then it says, uh, has, has uh, 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 not one uh, uh, condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Then he said, go and sin no more. Now, let me drop something on you real quick. He gave her a pass. Anybody in this building know that you've been given a pass? Jesus gave you a pass. Because if me and you lived under the law with Moses, we would have been done. Council Christmas. Can I get a witness up in here? Especially God knew none of y'all. We couldn't have been born back then. We would have messed up as children. Can I get a witness? Come on, some of y'all was heartless. Come on, can I get a witness up in here? Somebody say, but God. <laughs> so he tells her, he says, now, I'm the Messiah. I'm God in the flesh. And neither do I condemn thee. I'm going to give you a pass, but I'm going to give you instruction too. Because he said, go and sin no more. The word go, he wasn't saying go to the next house and be a home record there. Hermeneutically, let's break it down. When he said go, he was telling her the word go means to withdraw yourself. In other words, he was saying, you need, you, you, in other words, he was saying, listen, where are your accusers at now? Neither do I condemn thee. He was letting her know, listen, mercy has been extended to you. Mercy means I'm giving you what you really don't deserve because they was getting ready to stone your behind to death. But because I got a revelation from the Father and I begin to look at them and say, if you without sin cast the stone then. He put them on the spot. So he gives her a pass, but he gives her instructions. He says, go. In other words, withdraw yourself from that then go and sin no more in other words he was saying withdraw from that lifestyle and stop missing the mark because that's what sin means sin means to miss the mark so he was saying withdraw from that and stop missing the mark so he gave her a pass with instruction so number one because he got up me and you no longer have to live in condemnation that's why you better be careful of people that will try to throw your past in your face. I love that grace was in her face. Grace being Jesus, because we know grace came through Jesus Christ. 
But isn't it interesting how people will try to bring up your past? You better tell them, hey, Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation. I walk according to the spirit now. Paul said in Philippians 3 and 13, I'm forgetting those what? Things that are what? Behind me. Yeah, I got a past. Everybody got a past. Everybody done done something questionable. David, Rahab, Paul. Do I need to go down the list? Samson. Come on. Everybody in this building has done something questionable. The only difference between me and a lot of you in this building, the difference between me and you, that this woman, she got called in the act. You got away with it privately. Can I get a witness up in here? Because some of us then had to walk out the hotel room and go. Some of y'all was like, whoo. So that's the only difference. So here we go. Um, number one, because he got up, there's no more condemnation. Number two, because he got up, we are one with him. Put up 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 17. Look at your neighbor and say, we're one with him. Not only did he, because he got up, there were more condemnation, but now me and you are one with him. Look at this real quick. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, which means you are of a different species now. Then it says, uh, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become New. How many know God's doing something new in your life? That you and me are in a new chapter. Somebody say new. Next time somebody try to throw your pass up in your face, you better be like, I'm new. Yeah, I did that, but I'm new. Yeah, I smoked weed, but I'm new. Yeah, I used to be an alcoholic, but now I'm new. Yeah, I used to commit adultery, but now I'm new. Old things are passed away. Look at this again. Look at this. Look at this. Then it says, uh, 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 next verse, 18. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. Somebody say reconciled. Reconciled means that now he has become one with us. Pastor, you mean to tell me that God has become one with a whole bunch of questionable people? Yep. I look at my life, I'm thinking, I've been preaching, this January be 20 years. This January I'll be pastoring 12 years, and I've done a whole bunch of questionable things. And I'm like, Lord, you want, not, not only did you nail condemnation to the cross with you, but also, now that you've done that, now you want to become one with me, with my crazy self. I used to be stuck on stupid and parked on dumb, but you want to become one? He was like, well, didn't I become one with David? And he was a man after my own heart, an apple of my eye, and he lost his mind. Can I get a witness up in here? I remember me and my wife, over 20 years ago, we were separated. And I committed adultery, and she found my pager and went through all my numbers and calling we females back. So when she was supposed to get off work at 4, and I heard the keys around 12, 17, and I couldn't find my pager because I was drunk the night before, and I slept with my pager. Oh, uh, y'all, I didn't put my pager on the counter. I slept with that. <laughs> Boy, I woke up and couldn't find that thing. 
Boy, these girls that threw me under the bus, y'all. She come home and said, get all your stuff. Get out the house. So I go move in with my brother for two months. And then we start going through counseling. Even the counselor said, this ain't going to work. She said, y'all both crazy. That made us mad. We're going to work it out now. That's all I had to hear. But somebody tell me that you can't. I said, I ain't even got a lot of Bible in me, but Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. Come on, you learned that in Sunday school and got a peppermint. Come on, some. Said, Anybody know one scripture? I know Jesus wept. Come on, some. <laughs> so, after two months, she puts Isaiah up to call me. Not really, he wanted to talk to me. Isaiah, how many of y'all enjoyed my son last Sunday? He, he turned 24 this Thursday, praise the Lord. Preached to y'all last, I was out of town preaching in New Orleans. But he called me and he said, Daddy, I miss my best friend. I said, oh. And then she said, well, you can come home. I'm like, I ain't coming home. Guess where I was in 37 minutes? Back at the crib. <laughs> but the reason why I bring that up is because we reconciled. We became one again. You feeling me? We, we, we became one. And, 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 and the thing is, we finally got on the same sheet of music, if you will. We finally started going back to church and making God our foundation. And that foundation, we began to evolve and we began to grow. And we began to even become one even the more because we were in church together. We were studying the word together. We were praying for one another, encouraging one another, not tearing each other down. So we became, somebody say, one. God loves you so much that he stooped down right where you were because he's like, I want to become one with you. Over to do those people over at Kingdom. I know you a hot mess, Pastor Colin, but I want to become one with you. I know you a hot mess, D'Angelo, but I want to become one with you. Uh-huh. See, I don't know about you, but I, I, my will still turn why God specializes in using messy people. But he figured, I'm going to take a mess because I know you gonna get my message out in the earth do I have anybody in the building today you know you used to be a mess but somebody say but God but he loved you so much that he stooped down right where you were and said in spite of you I still want to be one with you somebody need to give God a praise that he wants to be one with you so he said I want to be one with you put 18 up 2 Corinthians 5 and, 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 and 18 now all things are of God who has reconciled us he, he reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation which brings me to my third point Another reason why he got up is so that you can have a ministry. Number one, he got up so that there would be no more condemnation, that you could become one. And then he downloads a ministry in you with your crazy self. My crazy self. 
I know still it's crazy. I know he got that pager and he trying to hold on to it with his dear life, but I'm going to use him one day. He going to realize I'm going to stoop down to him right where he is. He going to realize the best thing that ever happened to him is that he get caught in the act. Because sometimes I got to expose you so that you can confront your stuff. Because what you don't identify, you can't crucify. What you don't confront, you can't conquer. So I got to put you on blast. So you can make some adjustments in your life. I know a lot of us are going to like talk about Numbers 32, 23. But it says your sin shall surely find you out. Sometimes that's healthy. Matter of fact, when she caught me, I was like, whew, I'm so glad I got caught. I'm tired of juggling four women. <laughs> I'm thinking how Solomon was hanging with 700. Oh, y'all ain't ready. And 300 concubines. Come on, somebody. No wonder why his heart got turned from God. He was overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, see, he preaching now. <laughs> he was looking for a resting place and found a mess. Can I get a witness? Anybody ever been in that? Anybody been there before? Because you know the counterfeit always come before the real thing. But even when you hooked up with the counterfeit, he still stooped down. Even though the person you thought was an asset turned out to be an ass, he still stooped down. Because some of y'all was hooked up with an ass. Can I get it? Oh, y'all ain't ready for me at 11. <laughs> I'm keeping it 100. But in spite of that, God still loves you. He still said, there's therefore now no condemnation. He said, in spite of you, I know you crazy as get out, but I'm still going to become one with you. I'm still going to put a ministry on the inside of you. Even though you're running from me, Jonah. Uh -huh, I'm going to cause a fish to get a hold of you. And by the time that fish have you in there for three days, you're gonna, in your mess, you're going to become persuaded. Oh, that's what God had to do to me 20-something years ago. I was in Florence walking around their jail saying, I'm persuaded. <laughs> Lord, I'm persuaded if you get me out of this. Anybody ever been there? Said, Lord, I promise I'll serve you. Lord, I promise. I, I know there's a ministry deep down in all this mess and chaos. That's, I've been running around here with this page of track. And still put a ministry in me. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a ministry in you. There's a ministry in you. There's a, I know I always use Sergio as, as an example, but six years ago when he came to me, he was looking at prison time. His wife was doing drive-by, shooting at people. And <laughs> that's real talk. While she was in prison, we had to buy her a TV and all kind of stuff. They got all these charges, and he's coming to church faithfully. And six years later, with the ankle bracelet around, he's got checked in with the PO. He preached his first message this past Wednesday in this church. Somebody screamed, but God. But God. But God. Because God will, he will stoop. He will stoop down right where you are. Mm-hmm. He loses fool. Where is that? First Corinthians 127. He says, but God 
uses the foolish things of the world. Because really, I believe part of the reason why he uses foolish people because he knows we won't take the glory. Because we know he brought us from a long, 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 long way. And how dare you years later? Well, it's because I did this. Sit down and shut up. You better realize that he he stooped down, nailed that con- condemnation to the cross, and said, now I want you to become one with me. I know you're a hot mess, but I, I, not only am I going to make you become one with me, but I'm going to download a ministry in you. Look at that again. Look at this, verse 18. Look at this, 18. It says, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The word, again, reconciliation means that he's made, made, he become one with us. Now he wants us to go out and help reconcile other people, to help bring them to a place of a relationship with God and to help bring peace to their life. Next verse. Then it says, that is that God who was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses. I like that. Not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us uh, the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, look at this real quick. Then it says, now, uh, then we are ambassadors for Christ. Look at your name and say, what's up, ambassador? Me and you are his ambassadors, his representatives. We are now an extension of him. That's part of the reason why he nailed all that condemnation to the cross. That's why he made us one with him and put a ministry on the inside of us so that we can be his ambassadors. Then verse, uh, look at 21. Oh, no, 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 no. Stay right there. It says, and he made us to, who, uh, no, go yeah, right here. Then it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though through God were pleading through us. See, he's pleading his case in the earth through us. How you gonna go get a former weed head, a former former womanizer, low self-esteem, fourth grade diagnosed with dyslexia, couldn't even comprehend what I can read. I can comprehend this Bible though. You understand what I'm saying? You throw some other stuff in my face, I might get cockeyed. Like, where's the Bible? You, gotta, you better know your strengths. I don't know how to email, but I got a Bible. Come on. <laughs> That's why I got an assistant. Them emails ain't coming to me. <laughs> Listen. I was with one of my millionaire friends yesterday. We was hanging out, and he said, oh, we gotta, I got to email somebody back. I was like, I wish I knew how to do that. Maybe this year. Maybe. I need to be focused. <laughs> but look at this. Because he got up, there's no more condemnation. We are one with him. We have a ministry in us. Let me give you the fourth thing. Because he got up, we have authority. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. Let's put that up in the King James Version. Look at this real quick. Look at this. We have authority. Look at this real quick. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. It says, I am he who liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. 
and have the keys of hell and of death. So Jesus took a little trip and took all authority back from Satan. And he says, now I have the keys to death and hell. Do you realize that hell does not have dominion over you? Because me and you are heaven bound, rapture ready, come on, if need be. But this is the kicker. I didn't say you wouldn't have to go through hell. But see, you can go through hell with a smile on your face. You can go through hell whistling, saying this too shall pass. I'm going to walk in my authority because even though I'm going through hell, hell won't have lordship over me. It won't have dominion over me because the Bible says a thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh unto me. David said, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Somebody need to give God a praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, walk in your authority. Walk in your authority. Shoot, Luke 10 and 19, he says, I've given you authority and power to trample over scorpions and over serpents, which means evil forces and evil spirits. The only authority that Satan has is the authority that you delegate to him. If you're still struggling with unbelief, that's because you've allowed the enemy to have dominion over you in that area. If you're still here bound by insecurity, it's because you've allowed the enemy to come in and download that spirit in you. That's why you need to be in the house so you can get spiritually detoxed of all that stuff. This is where you get your, 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 your spiritual uh, 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 cardio in. People that go to the gym go to the gym so that they can get some of them calories off of them. Can I get a witness? We come to the spiritual gym so we can get some of this doubt off of us, some of this unbelief off of us. Get up off of me, lust. Get up off of me, marijuana. Get up off of me, adultery spirit. Anybody been there before? Because the Bible says whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Do I have any free people in the house? Yeah, you've done some questionable things in your past, but look at you now, you're free. You might not be where you want to be, but my God in heaven, you need to give God a praise that at least you're not where you used to be. Somebody scream, he got up! He got up so he can delegate that authority to you. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 16, look at this real quick. Matthew 16 and, and, and 16, look at this. Matthew 16, it says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, a son of God, the living God. Next verse. Then it says, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Next verse. Then it says, And I also say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Build means I'm going to establish, I'm going to strengthen and put back together. Based on the revelation that you've gotten, Peter, from the heavens. Because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. So I'm about to do something with you, Peter, with your crazy self. And it interesting in Luke 22 and 31, it says that Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He's talking to Peter. The word sift means that the enemy desires to break you down. But then Jesus tells Peter, but when you get restored... Strengthen the brother. In other words, Peter, after you get done denying me, 
because you just sat up here and act like you a ride or die type of individual. But when the rubber hits the road, I don't know him. Who? That little girl said he wanted Jesus fall. He's like, I don't know him. What in the ham and the cheese y'all talking about? Read it. So the book of Mark. That's why Jesus said, Peter, when you get done tripping, when you come back to me, when you be restored, strengthen the brethren. That's why the angel said, go tell the disciples and Peter. He had to specify, tell Peter, even though he dropped the ball, I'm still going to stoop down. Even though he didn't deny me. Even though he didn't cuss the little girl out, said he didn't know me. I ain't never done nothing like that, Pastor. Yeah, you didn't deny them in your church attendance. Well, uh, Pastor, lady said, she said, get them, Pastor. Well, I don't need church. No. Romans 10, 14 says, how can you hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he's been sent? Did they put it up? Did they put it up? Put it up? Y'all got to come on now. Romans 10, 14. I got to catch these CMEs. Pastor, what's a CME? Christmas, Mother's, and Easter. And my one friend said he called them CEOs. Christmas and Easter only. I got to catch you while I got you. Where, where's my scripture? Romans 10, 14. Roman, uh, how then shall they call on him whom they have not even believed? And how shall they, they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Look at them and say, I need my preacher. I need somebody that will preach to me. Because Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Psalm 92 and 13 says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish in the courts of our God. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm here to build you up and let you know there's a ministry in you. I'm here to tell you that it's time for you to walk in your kingdom authority. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, but, but go, go, go back to Matthew 16. Look, look at 18, verse 18. Uh, Matthew uh, 16. Uh, uh, also, I say uh, uh, upon the, the, the Peter, I'm, I'm, I'm a, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And then it says, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Pastor, you mean to tell me that because now God wants to build his church upon me, that the gates of hell will not prevail? Like I said, the only hell that will prevail is the hell that you allow back in your life because you can go through hell I didn't been through hell when I moved in this building and they told me I needed eight hundred and forty two thousand dollars to renovate and we only had twenty nine hundred dollars in the bank that's hell come on somebody the money ain't touching in the green and the Bible says in Philippians 4.19, I'm going to supply all your need according to my riches and glory. But we got $2,900 and need $842,000. It ain't like we needed $2,900 uh, and needed $8,400. Right. Now that, we can get all geeked up. We, God can do it. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? It don't take a whole lot of faith to go from 2,900 to 8,400. But when the dude said, the contractor said, we need 842,000. Kingdom did it in over, a little over four months. 
because everything we needed was in the house. But we began to walk in our authority. And we begin to say, yeah, the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. We begin to call things that be not as though they were. The Bible says if you decree a thing, it shall be established. We begin to make some faith moves. Anybody in this building had to make some faith moves, and then we begin to watch God move, and we begin to walk in our kingdom authority, and we begin to tell the devil that the gates of hell will not prevail, that if it's God's deal, it's his bill. If God ordained it, he will sustain it. Somebody say, walk in your authority. So he said, the gates of hell will not prevail. Now look at the next verse. Verse 19. And I will give you, I will give unto you, uh, uh, I will give unto, unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Do you realize those keys give you access to heaven? Matthew 6.10 says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, on earth, as it is in heaven. A lot of times we don't even have provision because we're not walking in our kingdom authority. Pastor, I just don't believe in asking God for stuff. I do. <laughs> Philippians 4.6 says, let your requests be made known. Put your requests out there, and God will fulfill it. He said in Psalm 37 and 4, if you delight yourself in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And verse 5 says, if you commit your ways and trust me, he said, I'll bring it to pass. He wants to bring it to pass, but he said, Proverbs 18 and 21, that death and life is in the power of your tongue. If you say it, you'll see it. I'm going to say it one more time. If you say it. You will see it. That's called faith. So let me get to my fifth point. So he said, oh, look at this. He says, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom and whatever. Somebody say whatever. 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 Whatsoever. Thou shalt bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So now it's time for you to walk in your kingdom authority. If you know you got anger problems, it's time for you to bind it up. And tell this anger, no, we, we're not going to be angry today. Come on. We're not going to flip out today. I'm going to do like the man of God said, even though I'm going through hell and my money ain't touching the ground, I'm going to smile all day. I'm going to fake it till I make it. Come on, somebody. Because I know delay does not mean deny. Come on, that God got this. Because if I trust him, he's going to make this storm pass over. He already told me, thinking not strange concerning fiery trials. That's in 1 Peter 4, 12. He said, think it not strange. So why are you looking like Scooby-Doo? Because you're going through something. Matter of fact, you need to go through hell so you can get some thick skin because there are some people, people, see, this is it. People that you know that's got marshmallow emotions, it's because they don't want to go through nothing. I think there's a lot of people, you know what's wrong with just some of this generation? They miss too many A-whoopings. The ones that are clapping agree with that. The other ones that weren't clapping, y'all like, well, I just put a bit of time out. No, I'm going to take time out to whoop your butt. Because if I don't whoop you, maybe Florence will. Perryville, come on, can I? 
So I'm going to whoop you so they don't get a hold of you. You understand what I'm saying? Let me get to my fifth point and be done. Listen, okay. Fifth thing. Number one, he got up. Because he got up, there's no more condemnation. Because he got up, we're one with him. Because he got up, we have authority. Number three, four, he, he, we, 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 we have a ministry. Number three, we have a ministry in us. Number four, we have authority. Number five, go to uh, Romans 5 and 19. Romans uh, chapter 5. Look at this. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. That's talking about Adam. So also by one man's obedience. Somebody say obedience. Many will be made righteous. We're in that many. Because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So now we're in right standings with him. He's made us righteous. It's not your righteousness. You didn't earn it. It's all because of what he did on the cross. Let's look at that one more time. Look at this. So it says, for by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Next verse. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. So back in, under the law, when somebody dropped the ball or had a human moment, come on, that offense would abound. But look what it says. But, but it says, but where sin abound, grace, somebody say grace, abound much more. Because he got up, we have grace. So that means that even when you were in your sin, where there was sin, grace was abounding. When I had that page, God's grace was still abounding. When I was smoking weed, his grace was abounding. Grace, see, we talk about how grace means unmerited, undeserved favor. It absolutely means that. But when you look at the true definition of God's grace, it means his divine enabling power. In other words, the whole time you were in your humanity, divinity was trying to get to you. His grace was abounding. That's why you couldn't even die in your sin. Come on, we all know Romans 6.23. It says the wages of sin is death. But God still said, not only am I going to extend my mercy to you like he did the woman that got caught in the act of adultery and he stooped down to where she was, but grace was abounding. See, grace was right in her face because we know grace came through Jesus Christ. So now here we are. We come after this woman that had got caught in the act of adultery and we all have done our thing, if you will. Somebody say, but God. But while you was in your mess, grace was still abounding. When I was committing adultery, his grace was still abounding. When you was lying, talking about y'all now, putting you on blast. Come on, some. His grace was abounding. In other words, his divinity eventually hooked up with your humanity because you finally got to a place where you said, you know what, enough is enough. And see, God is a gentleman. He fi you finally made a decision, come on in, God, because I can't do this no more. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. I'm about to crash and burn. I'm about to hurt myself and maybe somebody else. And then you finally came to the conclusion that I need his divinity because my humanity is getting the best of me. So in other words, he was saying that my righteousness will hook up with your wretchedness. Because I don't know about you, I am grateful that me and you are the righteousness of God that puts us in right standings with our Heavenly Father because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our 
my Lord and Savior. So I'm here to tell you part of the reason why he got up is so that we can be under the dispensation of grace. And Paul said, I am who I am because of the grace of God. In other words, Paul let it be known. Part of the reason why I'm effective, part of the reason why I planted more churches than all of y'all is because of God's grace. Do I have anybody at the 1130 service that knows you've gotten to where you are right now? Because of the grace of God. Somebody need to give God a grace praise in this place. Somebody scream grace. Come on and give God a praise in this place. Come on, if you know it was the grace of God that you didn't lose your mind. If you know it was the grace of God that you didn't have a nervous breakdown. If you know it was the grace of God that you didn't kill yourself. Somebody need to give God a praise in this place. High five two or three people and tell them it was grace. 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 I know I was a mess, but it was grace. It was grace. It was grace that kept me. It was grace that got me out of that jail. Grace, 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 grace. Oh, I'm grateful for his grace. It was grace that stooped down. It was grace that said you can't have them. It was grace that says you can't have Grace! If you know him as grace, somebody need to give God a round of applause. somebody and say it was grace it was grace it was grace that I didn't die of AIDS it was grace that I didn't do them 21 years that I should have did grace stoop down grace Grace. Grace. Put up 1 Corinthians 10, 15. 1 Corinthians 15 and 9. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 15 and 9. Look at this. Paul said, I'm the least of the apostles. In other words, he was saying, I ain't all that. He says, I'm the least who am not even worthy. Anybody in this building know you ain't even worthy. I'm not even worthy. I'm the least of the pastors. I'm still shocked God uses me. I'm the least. Not even worthy to be called an apostle because I, I persecuted the church of God. Now look at verse 10. But, I, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. When people try to throw your past in your face, 
tell them I'm not my history I'm my destiny you tell them I am who I am because of the grace people ask me pastor still how you go from the swap meet to where you are now 11 years of grace how you go from the cafeteria to where you are now grace how you go from the gymnasium to where you are now grace how you go from smoking weed to not having a joint for over 20 some years grace because divinity when I was at my lowest point he stooped down <laughs> why you not a womanizer anymore because when I was a womanizer he stooped down he said still you better than this matter of fact I'm getting ready to rage I'm about to expose you so that one day you'll be reconciled with your wife one day mm -hmm. yeah you go to your house now you got weed and gin and juice but now you come over there I got Bibles on deck it's the grace Paul said I am but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace toward me was not in vain but I labored more abundantly than they all sound like he gets a little cocky he said man I didn't planted more churches than y'all I, I didn't touch more I didn't save more people than all y'all that's what he said look he said uh, he's looking at this it sounds cocky he says uh, I labored more abundantly than they all Yet not I. Somebody say, yet not I. But the grace. He goes right back to grace. He got up so we can have grace. Now, we don't preach over here that God give you grace so you can sin. All I'm saying is that while you in sin, it will abound. Remember? You didn't die because did, grace divinity was trying to hook up with humanity his righteousness was trying to hook up to your wretchedness so his righteousness now has overridden your wretchedness his divinity has overridden your humanity so at the end of the day five points I gave you today is why he got up and I'm here to tell you don't allow the grace that's on you to be in vain there's a ministry in you he's given you the ministry of reconciliation matter of fact he has made himself one with you let's carry out this kingdom assignment let's walk in our kingdom authority let's kick butt and take names somebody give God a hand praise in this place look at your neighbors